on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Justin Garcia. All right, a disappointing start to a big series here for the Brewers as it looked like we would see some more late-inning magic, but just unable to get to Ryan Helsley as the Cardinals take game one of this three-game set in St. Louis, 3-1. to one. On a night where, again, Eric Lauer pitched mostly like we've seen from him this season, it was just the first inning and really two pitches that did in Eric Lauer. And that first inning has really been uh, where we've seen most of the struggles from Lauer. But you get a quality start from him. It's just that first inning two-run home run from Paul Goldschmidt and then a sixth-inning blast from Nolan Arenado that appeared to put the game out of reach. And this one is a tough one for the Brewers, who fall to the Cardinals 3-1 to in St. Louis. 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line for you to join the program, either through text if you want to give us a call and uh, share your thoughts on this game, what this series means, and also some news we heard across the MLB that could have a big impact on the Brewers and the rest of the National League with a team the Brewers just pulled off a trade with. But again, the number to join us on tonight's show, 855-616-1620. We'll be joined by Craig Kashan momentarily of Bally Sports Wisconsin to get his perspective on this one as well. But this has been hyped as the biggest series the Brewers have all season. You've heard a lot of people point to that, and I get why. Where it falls on the calendar, you enter this series a half game back of the Cardinals, but there is a lot of baseball left. Still basically two months remaining, and a handful of games left with this this Cardinals team. You certainly don't want to be swept, but losing two of three games here does not slam the door on the division here for the Brewers. This was encouraging, but also you started to see more of the offense that we'd seen for most of the first half of the season. This Brewers offense in the second half has been one of the best in baseball, but it just didn't seem to be there tonight. And the Cardinals, one of their moves that they made at the trade deadline, the trade that they made with the Yankees, sending away Harrison Bader, bringing in Jordan Montgomery, who is a number 3 middle-of-the-rotation guy for the Yankees. He has been dynamite for the Cardinals since joining them. Now 11 scoreless innings for Jordan Montgomery, and six of those came today where he just appeared to be unhittable. And again, that first inning mistake really sealed the game for the Cardinals to Paul Goldschmidt on that two-run blast. Bally Sports Wisconsin, Craig Kashan, as I mentioned, will join us on the program. We will also hear from manager Craig Council. But a disappointing start to this three-game series as the Brewers fall to a game and a half back of the Cardinals now after this 3-1 to defeat. We'll hear from you and Craig Kashan after this on Brewers Extra Innings. Three to one final in St. Louis. Cardinals taking game one of this, uh, no doubt, big series. I don't know that it's the biggest series of the season for the Brewers, but not the start that you were hoping for. Uh, all things considered, a good outing here from Eric Lauer. But uh, if you get to him early, that appears to be your best opportunity. And that's certainly what we saw tonight. You could see the way they were setting up Paul Goldschmidt as well. It was mistake pitch. And Eric Lauer knew it as soon as it released his hand, a two-run home run. 
and the way that Jordan Montgomery was just locked in today, you got the sense early that those two runs were going to be more than enough for the Cardinals, and that would prove to be the case here in this 3-1 to victory. Again, 855-616-1620 is the number to get in touch with us here on Brewers Extra Innings, and I mentioned we'll be joined by Craig Kashan of Bally Sports Wisconsin momentarily here. Uh, we do have a text to get to from our pal Doug. Smart move by the Cardinals, getting Jordan Montgomery. The Brewers struggle against lefties, and now it makes it even more tougher uh, to win the division. Good thing they have Corbin Burns going tomorrow, or this could be a sweep. And uh, look, tomorrow is a very, very good pitching matchup. We will get to that when we preview Game 2 in this three-game set. But uh, Jordan Montgomery was also kind of an under-the-radar move if – for no other reason than it it occurred within 48 hours of seeing guys like Josh Hader and Juan Soto traded. That Jordan Montgomery, if you're a casual baseball fan, you may not know much about him, but he's had a very good season here with the New York Yankees so far. And now he gives the Cardinals exactly what they were looking for going into that deadline. Most of the discussion we had centered around the Cardinals and the Brewers was, well, whoever of these two teams, whichever, makes the move to shore up their weakness is who's likely going to win the division. And I know it was talked about on this show by somebody else. If the Cardinals can add a bat, if the Brewers or if the Brewers can add a bat, if the Cardinals can add pitching, that's going to determine who wins this. Well, the Brewers did not add a bat, but their offense is heated up. The Cardinals did with Jordan Montgomery, and we mentioned this at the top of the show. He's been very good so far, albeit a small sample size. But the Cardinals didn't necessarily need an ace at the top of the rotation. They needed more rotational depth, and those are the moves that we saw them make. And it's very unsurprising now that the Cardinals have passed the Brewers and built up that lead to a game and a half now after tonight's 3-1 to victory. 855-616-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Curious if more of the audience is like Doug and predicting some doom and gloom here during this series or what you take away from this opener in St. Louis. Uh, we do have Craig Kashan though, so joining us now from Bally Sports, Wisconsin, uh, Craig Kashan And uh, Craig, I guess we'll start with Jordan Montgomery and what he did to the Brewers. We've kind of seen this through most of the season, and we had a texter say, well, Brewers can't hit lefties. This was a great move by the Cardinals to bring him in. I don't know if it's that drastic, but this was, I was trying to say, Maybe an under-the-radar move that you didn't pay as much attention to because names like Josh Hader and Juan Soto were moved close to the deadline. This is a pretty big move for the Cardinals, and so far it's paying big dividends. Yeah, it certainly has. I mean, he he this uh, well, he's made two starts for St. Louis, and he's pitched a total of 11 innings and has not given up a run, and they won both the games. I mean, they, they won a one nothing game that he pitched against his old club, the Yankees, and they won a 3-1 to game here tonight, so... Uh, I mean, uh, this guy's like Cy Young Award material, right? In his first two games, you, you got a guy out there when you're scoring, you know, one run a game and then three runs in the next game and you're still getting victories. I mean, those are, I mean, those are absolute, you know, killers for any other opponent, especially in a division race when you're going head to head like the Brewers here uh, are in this case. And, you know, they, they pick up Montgomery. Uh, they pick up Jose Quintana, too, and I, I'm almost surprised that uh, Quintana was not uh, on the probables list for this weekend either. I mean, think about that. If you throw those two guys out back-to-back or to start and end a series, um, that's, that's almost doomsday 
uh, for the Brewers. So I don't know, though. I think I think uh, you were probably getting to a point a moment ago, uh, and and a lot of Brewer fans are too. It's just like uh, what what's it take to get over the edge uh, against left-handed starting pitching, and it it's been uh, just an absolute mystery this year. Well, and I think especially with today's matchup, too, where you obviously loaded the lineup, but you had a number of guys that had faced Montgomery in the American League and had success, and you see the results that it yield, and to your point, you just think, when is this going to turn around? That we've had the offense really wake up and be one of the best in baseball, albeit in a very brief amount of time here, but in the second half, it's been a much different offense, but still, left-handed pitching appear to be the kryptonite for this team. Yeah, it's it's hard to uh, it's hard to figure, but but it is uh, you know, and I, I mean, we all can't sit here and say you know their their approach uh, is any different than it is during uh, you know against right-handed pitching. Um, you, you can't say that they're not making adjustments you know along the way. Uh, they they just beat a you know a left-handed pitcher uh, that started for Tampa the other day as well. So it's not like they can't get it done. They came into this matchup. 17 wins, 17 losses against lefties. Maybe, maybe you just look at that and say it's kind of like on the road. If you can get as close to 500 as you can, and then you know do some damage, uh, you know in another area, that that's what you look for. But I, I think that's been the tough thing to to try to find a counter to making up for that. And you know if if um, teams are going to make sure that they're going to line up at least one of their lefties if they have two to go out there in a series you know look out because some teams have it so um though they have a few things to figure out i will say this overall here tonight i kind of look at this matchup for st louis as this thing really played in their favor this on this first game of the series to to get a victory. I mean, they had Montgomery going strong. They had, you know, strong relief help. They used Helsley. Now he's not going to pitch the rest of the weekend. He pitched two full innings here tonight and, and they went for it and they got victory number one and they've got Adam Wainwright going tomorrow night against Corbin Burns. I'll, I'll take Corbin Burns in that matchup any day of the week to get this season or this series evened up. Two full innings, uh, what, 30 pitches or close to 30 pitches, too, from Helsley. And you did wonder, you get one more guy on base and you bring the go-ahead run to the plate and, and really bring that pitch count up even more that – how quick was that hook going to be? I think he had maybe one more batter left in him at the time. And Tyrone Taylor just missed that one that otherwise we're talking about a tie game here. But these losses are, it seems like especially tough to take because it wasn't as though Eric Lauer just didn't have it today. It was a number of things where we joke about it, but left-handed pitching and especially pitching like Jordan Montgomery has given this team struggles. And Paul Goldschmidt is just as hot as anyone can be when you give up that first inning two-run home run and another first inning walk for Eric Lauer. But those things starting to build up, and you think, man, we can't dig ourselves this type of a hole against the Cardinals. It's almost easier to accept those losses where Eric Lauer goes out and gives up four or five runs, and it just isn't his day. But he gave you a quality start. It was really just two pitches that did him in. Yeah, and and the thing about that too, you know, Justin is he has not pitched overly well on the road this season, and he has had little to no success against the Cardinals in his young career. And and to me tonight, I I would say, you know, this is this might have been his best game against St. Louis. And you know, you say, hey, no big deal, but 
you know, they they play him so many times in a, in a season series that, you know, some of these starting pitchers minimum are going to face your division opponent, you know, at least two times, sometimes three times, sometimes four or more. So it, it is a big deal to make sure that that you pitch well against your division foes like this, especially with that lineup that they have. Unfortunately, going into this game, it's really easy to say, well, be careful with Goldschmidt, be careful with Arenado. But you know what? It, it certainly didn't help right out of the gates to walk Dylan Carlson to lead off the game in the bottom of the first inning. And you got a guy on base automatically and you can't give up those two run home runs, those three run home runs. And that's, that's really what, generally does in a guy like uh lauer adrian hauser uh aaron ashby here right now i mean that that's really what does these guys in and and this is what corbin burns and brandon woodruff have done a nice job developing over the course of their career where, where we see them right now if they are going to give up a home run generally it's a solo shot and those aren't the ones that are they're going to kill you it's the it's the the crooked number ones and and I think Lauer is is uh, really next in line on his way to to you know uh, get over that hump, if you will. But I, it is hard to look at this night and and really say Goldschmidt and Arenado hit home runs. You gave up three runs in six innings, a quality start, kept your team right in it, and and blame the pitching here in this one. That's for sure. Yeah, he had more hits than the Cardinals too. It was it was right. home runs that that beat yeah. in this game. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. The number to get in touch with us here, Craig Deshawn of Bally Sports Wisconsin, with us on Brewers Extra Innings. Uh, Craig, when we come back, it's it's come up from a few people I see on the text line, but obviously some very very big news in baseball happening just before our game took place and what that could mean for the Brewers. I want to get your thoughts on the Fernando Tatis suspension and what that means for the wild card race. But again, as I said, 855-616-1620, the number to get in touch with us. More with Craig Kishan of Bally Sports Wisconsin on Brewers Extra Innings after this. One final, the Brewers lose to the Cardinals in the opener of their three-game series in St. Louis. I'm Justin Garcia. It is Brewers Extra Innings. And Craig Kishon of Bally Sports Wisconsin still with us here. Uh, Craig, I mentioned this as, as we went into break, but just before our game started, we learned of the suspension for Fernando Tatis. And uh, that's big on a number of fronts, certainly across the National League, but especially for the Brewers, that you go back a week ago, and I think a lot of us thought, man, here come the Padres, and that's going to be a team that's finishing in the first or second wild card at least. They've had their struggles, and now they're without Tatis for the full season, and then some next year. It makes it more interesting because you know the Brewers are a game and a half back of the Cardinals, but you're just two games back of the Padres for that final wild card spot. Yeah, I'll take uh, any type of advantage that you can. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I mean, simply from a competitive standpoint, um, you know, every team needs a break somehow. Well, the the Padres and Tatis just gave uh, every other every other not just wild card contender, but they also gave. Um, the Dodgers and, and, and the Mets and whoever wins the Central Division um, an added break as well because they were obviously been building for something really special here, uh, a go-for-it type mentality. 
And um, and then this happens, especially on the footsteps of him uh, returning because he hasn't played all season uh, from injury and and to be healthy and then to uh, to, you know, test positive for, you know, performance enhancing drugs is uh, I don't know. It's it's stupidly off the charts for a guy who's got a three hundred million dollar contract and uh, is twenty three, twenty four years old. It's just uh Stuff like this is is very stunning to me, considering how long uh, this has been going on and how much it's been cleaned up to a certain extent. Um, it, it's just amazing. Well, it, I think you guys alluded to it as well in the broadcast, but obviously the emphasis is on the division for the Brewers, and it, it's a it's a larger gap right now behind the Padres versus behind the Cardinals, and I think for a number of reasons. You want to win your division. You have games left against the Cardinals. We mentioned the Padres. The Phillies have been as hot as anyone as well. You're done with the Phillies. You're done with the Padres. So you can see why the emphasis is on the division. But it does make it interesting, especially when you consider how things ended last year and how the Padres faded down the stretch. Now, all of a sudden, they appear to be in a fight for that final wildcard spot. And you just never know how things are going to shake out when you have a team that's you know had their changes, but still the main core guys are still there that went through this last year and didn't come out on top, and now they may be facing the same thing. Yeah, it is. It is kind of crazy. I mean, it's uh, it's an overly talented team considering uh, what little they've accomplished over the last season plus. And uh, are they heading that same direction now? You know, who knows at this point? Um, and it, it is kind of interesting too, Justin, to think when they when they went all in on Soto, uh, did they know potentially that this suspension was coming? That's also one of the reasons why they went all in to get Soto, thinking, well, if we don't have Tatis and he hasn't been here all year anyway, look at the spot we're in. We had Soto into the mix. We had Hater into the mix. So we've got uh, a great offensive player and we've got a great closer. Um, they, they may be looking at it too, that, uh, we saw this coming in internally and, um, and then, you know, it came out. So I don't know, it, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out for, for the Padres for, for the central division though. I I've been saying this for, you know, some time. I, I really, I really almost believe you got to win this division to make the playoffs, whoever you are in St. Louis or whoever you are in Milwaukee. Um, I, I'm not sure you're going to have the benefit the way things are going right now of having the wild card to, to play off of and to, and to hope you can still gain. And, and I think as tight as this race is, you know, if Milwaukee can start, you know, playing a little bit better here and, and, uh, and, and get back to, you know, what we're a little more used to with their offense going and, and getting some starting pitching down. Um, I, I think I'd rather see this team go in with a head of steam uh, rather than what happened last year when they clinched so early and then kind of faded down the stretch. I, I just think momentum is everything in baseball, and there's still plenty of time to to regain that here before the end of the season. It, it, it's really week to week that we've seen it change. I mean, you, you go back a week ago, and it was doom and gloom, and a lot of fans questioning, what are we doing here that you trade Josh Hader? You go through the rough series that you had, then you start to bounce back, and you take the two from uh, the, the Rays, and you get to the spot where this is a series that 
you take two of three, you're leaving the series in first place in the Central. So to me, and I, I think it's a point you were making as well, it's going to remain to be fluid here all the way up until, if not the very end, close to the end. So I, I get why we rush to say this is the biggest series of the year for the Brewers, but it's not their last series against the Cardinals, and there are going to be big series for the next six weeks. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's still plenty. Hey, this is this to me is, is certainly not uh, uh, the beginning of the end because they lost three to one here tonight. This I looked at this weekend and I said to me this is the start of getting some playoff juices in if you're a fan and and if you're a player knowing you know you got seven games left against the Cardinals you got the Yankees coming to town you got the Mets coming to town you got seven games left against Los Angeles Dodgers and this is all ahead on a schedule that only has six or seven weeks left. So I say get your playoff juices going. You love baseball. This is the time of year to really get engaged. Um, and, and I know from a player's perspective, they certainly are, just considering what their, uh, what their schedule looks like uh, alone from that category. All right, Craig, well, hopefully uh, we got better things tomorrow with Corbin Burns on the mound. We will catch you uh, tomorrow. Sounds great, Justin. Thanks, man. Craig Kishon of Bally Sports, Wisconsin, as the Brewers fall to the Cardinals 3-1 to in St. Louis. Uh, the big news of the day, though, the 80-game suspension for Fernando Tatis Jr. of the Padres. Talked about that a little bit with Craig and how that may impact the Brewers, but want to get your thoughts on that as well. 855-616-1620. We'll hear from you and take an expanded look at this wild card race after the news on WTMJ. Three to one final in St. Louis. The Cardinals take game one of this three game set with the Brewers thanks to the long ball. A first inning two run home run from Col- from Paul Goldschmidt on a mistake from Eric Lauer. They would get a run of insurance in the sixth on a solo home run from Nolan Arenado. But uh, more of what we've seen for most of this season, the Brewers. A bats just can't get it going against left-handed pitching. And we talked about it with Craig Kishon of Bally Sports, Wisconsin. Jordan Montgomery has been very good. Uh, I know it's just two starts, but he has yet to allow a run for the Cardinals. And even prior to joining the Cardinals, Jordan Montgomery was a pretty good pitcher for the Yankees. So between him and uh, Quintana being acquired as well, Cardinals have added some more depth in the rotation and that was what we really centered most of the attention on of the Cardinals and the Brewers. Which of these teams is going to do a better job addressing their weakness? And I think you got to say the Cardinals did. Does not mean it's over for the Brewers. You're still just a game and a half back, but a disappointing loss when Eric Lauer, all things considered, gave you a good outing. It was a quality start. He's had struggles on the road, but Eric Lauer gives you six strong innings, just giving up three runs on those two home runs. You just can't cross the plate more than that one time. 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line here to join us on Brewers Extra Innings. And we also got into this with Craig Kashan. I'd be curious to hear where the audience sits on this. The news of the suspension to Fernando Tatis Jr. that came out just before uh, first pitch between the Brewers and the Cardinals, that is big news throughout the National League, throughout all of baseball, but it's big news for the Brewers as well. As I mentioned to Craig, you go back to the week that the Padres had off the field. 
and the acquisition of Josh Hader, then getting Juan Soto as well, and you thought, man, with Josh Hader in tow, with Juan Soto, and also viewing Fernando Tatis as essentially another trade deadline acquisition, much as we talked about Freddie Peralta being that for the Brewers, you thought, man, this Padres team is absolutely loaded they're bouncing back. They made the managerial change coming into this season. This is a much different team than we saw really full down the stretch last year. This is one tough out here, and this is a Padres club that you thought was likely going to be in that first or second wild card spot. They struggled in games played after the trades were made, and now this piece of news, I'm going to be very curious to see what direction the Padres go in. As I touched on with Craig, it's a team that saw themselves really fold down the stretch last year. You wonder how much of that starts to seep in with the struggles they've gone through recently. But no Fernando Tatis at all this season. Best case scenario is about 20 games that you'd be without him for next year as well at the start of the season. It's an 80-game suspension. Uh, I believe the Padres have about 55 games left. So you play some playoff games, it's going to chip away at that as well because those count towards the suspension. This is a big move here, a big suspension for not just the Padres, for the Brewers and the rest of the National League, but especially for the Brewers when you look at the standings here for the wild card. In the American League, it's a much different story that I think one of the key talking points coming into this season was the expanded playoffs and what was that going to mean at the trade deadline? How was that going to impact September? What teams were really going to become buyers and would we see fewer and fewer sellers? We seemingly saw more sellers in the National League. And, and you think about teams like the Giants, who were still in the race but started to sell. The Red Sox did as well. But now all of a sudden the Red Sox have started to heat up and they're in the hunt. In the American League, you got about five teams still alive for that final wildcard spot. But in the National League, it's really three teams fighting for two spots. The Brewers and the Cardinals in the Central, and then the Padres right now is your final wildcard team. The Phillies, I don't think anybody saw that coming within the last couple of weeks. What they've done, where all of a sudden the Phillies have gone from the outskirts to the second wild card team. So you're looking at three teams in two spots, and two of those three are the Brewers and the Padres. This is a big, big turn of events here, not just for the Brewers, but for teams like the Phillies, for teams like the Cardinals, for teams like the Braves as well, who had to question, man, are the Padres going to be the top wild card? And then we got to go to San Diego, because remember the new format, it's a best of three and the top seed hosts all three games. This is really throwing a, run- a monkey wrench into that postseason chase now, and if you're the Brewers, you just need more of those opportunities to open up. So no Fernando Tatis for the remainder of the season. What does that mean for the Padres, and more importantly, what does it mean for the wild card and the Brewers, who right now, two games back of the Padres for that final wild card spot, uh, again, the emphasis is on the division. It is a much, much, much shorter hill to climb there. Game and a half back of the Cardinals, and you have games left with the Cardinals. You don't have any games left with the Padres. You're done with the Phillies, who right now you're two and a half games back of. It's the Cardinals that you have to set your sights on. 
but you need to get some help as well. And seeing Fernando Tatis go down for 80 games could be that type of help that you need. Uh, Doug chiming in here, the Padres, the team the Brewers have the best chance of catching. I don't think they can win the division now. So despite the fact that the Brewers are just a game and a half back of the Cardinals. You got Corbin Burns going on the mound tomorrow, who we'll get into this in a moment, has had quite a bit of success against the Cardinals this season. You could leave this weekend a half game in front of the Cardinals in the Central Division, but still, as I'm sure many others feel the same way after watching tonight, I'm curious to to hear what you think, if it's the Padres or the Cardinals that the Brewers have a better chance of catching here. 855-616-1620 is that number to get in touch with us and let us know. Better shot at the wild card or winning the division for the Brewers? you still got 50-plus games remaining, six-plus weeks left in the season here. But what do you have your sights set on for the Brewers to reach the playoffs one more time? We'll hear from you after this on Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Justin Garcia. All right, a 3-1 to loss for the Brewers to open up this three-game series in St. Louis. Let's hear how it happened. A leadoff walk coming back to bite Eric Lauer. After he struck out Tyler O'Neill with Dylan Carlson on first, but Paul Goldschmidt remaining video game levels of hot, bringing in Carlson on his 28th homer of the season. And throws home. And swinging a fly ball out to center. Back Taylor, still back, and it is gone. Paul Goldschmidt, two-run a home run, puts the Cardinals on the board. The two-run blast, it's his 28th of the season. Lauer would buckle down. He'd get Nolan Arenado swinging and Albert Pujols to bounce out, finishing a 27-pitch first inning. But he'd settle in right after that, getting his first three-up, three-down in the fourth, and things remain 2 to nothing. Cardinals. On to the fifth, where the Brewer bats would start to come to life when Victor Caratini appeared to start a one-out rally. 3-2 pitch. Swain, line drive right center field. That's going to plug a gap and go all the way to the wall. Caratini's going to have extra bases as Newbar plays it in off the wall. First extra base hit of the game for the crew. Runner at second base. Caratini is two for two. Tyrone Taylor would follow things up with a base hit to left. That gave the Brewers runners on the corners and just one out. But Christian Yelich would go down swinging in a full count, and then Willie Adamas would face the same fate. Two and two again. Molina going away. Here's Montgomery. And a swing and a miss. He struck him out on a changeup. And Montgomery, after getting first and third with only one out, strikes out Yelich and strikes out Adamas. We'd see Lauer wiggle off the hook in the Cardinals' fifth, stranding runners on first and second, keeping this a two-run game. Part of the Brewers' order would go down in the sixth as Jordan Montgomery just continued to cruise. In the Cardinals' sixth, their other MVP candidate would pad their lead. 1-1. Swing liner left. Back Yelich still back. It's gone. Nolan Arenado does it again. His 25th home run of the season. It's 3-0 Cardinals. At 53 home runs combined from Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. They each hit one out in this one. That made it 3-0 Cardinals. Lauer would get out of the rest of the inning unscathed, though, getting Albert Pujols, Tommy Edmond, and Paul DeYoung in order. 
Seventh inning would belong to Andre Pallante, and that appeared to be just what the doctor ordered for the Brewers' bats. 2-2 pitch, high fly ball, left field. O'Neal drifting back onto the warning track at the wall. He leaps up, it's off the top of the wall, and it bounces away from O'Neal, and Luis Urias is going to jog into third with a triple. Boy, did that ball just keep carrying off the bat of Urias. O'Neal got back there, and it wasn't that far from flying out of here. Now you hear Lane Grindle saying it just kept carrying. It appeared to be a routine fly, but it just kept tracking towards the wall. It opened the door for a Brewers rally, and Victor Caratini would keep that door open. 2-2 pitch. Ground ball. Fair ball up the third baseline and into left field. Urias will trot home. It's an RBI single for Caratini. The Brewers on the board here on the top of the seventh. It's a 3-1 game. That was Caratini's third hit of the day. It seemed to pump some life into the crew, but that would be short-lived. Tyrone Taylor would bounce into a double play, and then Christian Yelich lining out to end any hope of tying the game. The Brewers seemingly had 27 lineouts in this game. Brent Suter would work a scoreless seventh for the crew and open up the eighth inning, but Craig Council would go to the pen for right-hander Jason Alexander, who would get Paul Goldschmidt to bounce out but walk Nolan Arenado and give up a base hit to Albert Pujols before he, too, would get out of the jam. 2-1. Ground ball hit towards the middle. Adamas has it, and he will tag second base and force out Donovan and end the inning. Alexander gets out of it. Cardinals strand a pair. Last chance for the Brewers as we go to the ninth. It's 3-1 St. Louis. Yeah, still had hope moving into the ninth inning. It appeared the Brewers would work more late magic as Colton Wong led things off with a single. But Ryan Helsley would strike out Luis Urias and finally retire Victor Caratini, leaving it up to Tyrone Taylor to extend things. Tyrone Taylor, base hit in three tries, swinging a fly ball, center field. Not enough. Dylan Carlson almost to the warning track, makes the catch, and the ball game is over. Yeah, just missing it there off the end of the bat as the St. Louis Cardinals take game one of this three-game series and extend their lead to a game and a half over the Brewers in the National League Central Division. We will preview tomorrow's matchup as the Brewers send Corbin Burns to the mound. I mentioned some of the success he's had against the Cardinals. We'll give you the details behind that after this on Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Well, no home runs for the Brewers today, but even when it's not red kettle season, you can still help the Salvation Army step up to the plate with love beyond the bases this baseball season. Donate now and ring the bell at SalvationArmy.org. No home runs, but Victor Caratini was ringing the bell today. Three base hits, three hits, I should say, two singles and a double. And uh, I, I know this was mentioned earlier as well, but... You think about the schedule, which is going to evaporate, the off days that the Brewers have had recently, but that's really helped them bridge the gap with Omar Narvaez still on the injured list and really not set to return 
until the team goes to Los Angeles next week against the Dodgers in all likelihood or a week from uh, this upcoming week, I should say, is when you would expect uh, Omar Narvaez to be back with the club. But if you think about the number of off days that the Brewers have had, it's given you the opportunity to make Victor Caratini an everyday catcher now in the interim. And, and Victor Caratini... Yeah, I, I know we've talked about it before, and I know it's been addressed on this show, on Brewers Weekly, on Brewers Warm-Up. Where the Brewers would be without Victor Caratini is beyond me. For a guy that you brought in just before the season began, he's played just as well as Omar Narvaez this season, and he's given you everything you've needed and then some, but especially now as the Brewers go at it without Omar Narvaez, that Caratini's been an everyday guy and he continues to produce lately. Three hits today drove in the only run of the game for the Brewers, but uh, not enough as you give up two home runs, a two-run shot to Paul Goldschmidt and a solo bomb from Nolan Arenado, and that's the difference in St. Louis as the Cardinals take game one of this three-game series, 3-1. Three to one. We will preview tomorrow's pitching matchup as the Brewers hope to turn things around here and once again pull to within a half game of the Cardinals. We'll get you set for game two of the series after this on Brewers Extra Innings. Three to one final in St. Louis. Cardinals take down the Brewers to open up this three game series. So you're a game and a half back of the cards. Your two back of the Padres, who, as we've discussed, are now going to be without Fernando Tatis for the remainder of the season and then some. He's yet to play this year, but between the addition to Josh Hader and Juan Soto, this was another perceived trade deadline acquisition to get him back and get him back in the immediate future here, but that will no longer be the case. So you can't just set your sights on the division you would love to win the division, and it's a shorter gap right now, smaller gap, but that's big news for the Brewers, the suspension of Fernando Tatis Jr. Tomorrow, game two of this series, and the Brewers are going to send Corbin Burns to the mound facing Adam Wainwright. Uh, Corbin Burns, for whatever reason, has had his struggles against the Pirates this season. But you take those Pirates games out of the mix when you look at his last handful of starts. He's given you four out of six quality starts. And against the Cardinals, it's been even better. 2-0 and this season has not allowed a run in 14 innings against the St. Louis Cardinals. It's been the opposite for Adam Wainwright, who we mentioned will start for the Cardinals. He's 1-2 and against the Brewers this season and uh, an ERA close to seven. So you hope tomorrow, throwing Corbin Burns on the mound, his success against the Cardinals, Adam Wainwright's struggles against the Cardinals, are just what you need to avoid a sweep here because that's really what you're shooting for. You don't want to be swept and see that lead creep up towards four in the Central Division. Three to one, the final score, though. The Brewers hope for better things tomorrow with Corbin Burns on the mound looking to even this series at a game apiece. We will talk to you tomorrow with more Brewers Extra Innings right here on WTMJ.